What's up, everyone? Welcome to the very first episode of Philly Hockey Now, a Philly Sports Now podcast. It's been a long time coming. We've been waiting and getting excited to to do this. Uh, those of you who know us from our usual podcast as Philly Football Now podcast, um, we've started this one up to talk Philadelphia Flyers hockey, of course. Uh, and ideally, we will be doing all four sports, major sports in Philadelphia at some point. But right now, this is the one we're starting. And, and I think I speak for myself and Andrew, who we are joined with, of course, uh, that we're excited to, to bring this, this hockey talk to you. Andrew, any words? Absolutely. It's always fun to expand. I mean, obviously, the Eagles are the biggest team in Philly. But, I mean, we got to get all the other sports out there and especially – get some more recognition for the uh, flyer. So I'm very excited to get this going. Yeah. And I, I, I think I, I, I speak for a lot of flyers fans when, when it's, it's easy to say that uh, I think flyers hockey is, is overlooked a lot of times in Philadelphia markets, uh, especially in the radios and the Philly radio stations and stuff. Uh, I think, you know, it's definitely the least of the four, four major sports to get talked about. Uh, and I think it's a shame. And I think this Flyers team has a lot of exciting factors to it that deserves being talked about. Um, and I, I think the Flyers are obviously pushing for, for the playoffs. And I think there's a lot of good that can come from this year as far as new head coach, uh, you know, a lot of young guys. And I think that this team has showed a lot of promise through the first half of the season, unofficial first half of the season leading up to the All-Star break. It's um, it's definitely there's definitely been some up and down so far. Uh, you know they were like you said they got a new coach. He brought in a good system and they were out and firing early. But unfortunately, they've uh, they've hit the injury bug a little bit and uh, it's kind of set them back a little bit in my opinion. Uh, from where they could really really could have could have been to this point in the season. Obviously they've had a had a good season so far. Um, and then obviously just a few things like the injuries and then. The uh the road the road struggles that uh, seem to be hitting Philadelphia sports uh very very big uh, right now has been a very big issue. Def definitely, and while it's a big issue, I think it is um, encouraging to see that the Flyers' home record is really one of the best in the NHL. Uh, so there was some concern last year about Flyers fans losing attendance, and you know the personally just from going to games last year. I, you know, I, I think I speak for a lot of people with saying like there just wasn't the same buzz in the building. There wasn't just the same excitement that we're used to uh, for Flyers hockey games. And I think we're getting a lot of that back this year, obviously, with some of the uh, success of the team. But but I think, you know, it's safe to say that the Wells Fargo Center is, uh, again, a, a stadium that I think opposing player teams are, are finally, you know, afraid or you know not looking forward to playing in yeah and that that has to do with um i think a lot of people weren't weren't uh happy with the way the coaching staff was and then uh a lot of the a lot of a lot of other stuff they weren't happy with them not bringing up heart and i think that's the way the fans try to try to uh make their voice known to the um to the front office and stuff and i think you saw that kind of like towards the towards the i forget what at what point they they fired uh, Hextall at or Hextall in the uh, season, but like, I think that's where you kind of. I think a lot of the, the diehard fans kind of got back into it. They had a new coach. I think a lot of people love the hiring. Uh, then obviously you had Carter Hart come up at the end of last year, and then obviously start the season with the team this year. So you had the 
this is like supposed to be the goalie we've had for the first, or the like fantastic goalie we've had for the first time in a very long time. And I think the fans are buying into everything compared to last year where there's all these question marks on whether they like the coach, whether they like these decisions. So I think this year, like everyone's buying into it. I, I definitely agree. And, and let's, let's talk Carter Hart just for a minute. And then we can get into, you know, just going over the games that happened this week. And of course, uh, the all-star break uh, right before that. Um, but I, I I think Carter Hart, you know, he's so young still, only 21 years old. And, you know, even just you see him out there and he looks like a kid. Um, but he's, he's, you know, in my opinion, he's playing, he's been playing really well. Obviously he's talked about the injury bug. Um, you know, he's, he, he's been sitting out at, um, as of late, but I think, you know, there's a lot of, upside to to the way he's played and I think there's a lot to look forward to in the future for sure yeah absolutely and uh he's 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 had a great year so far uh like you said he's a very young guy he doesn't he doesn't look like he should be playing in a professional (laughs) sport yet I mean I know how that feels with with how young I've looked in my life um so I think but I think it's just all gonna be it's all gonna come with him in growth and I know I know some people are worried about the injuries because he got hurt a little bit last year, and then obviously he's hurt now, so he hasn't played in a in a few games. But I, I think at home there's nothing to worry about. I think his I think and I think as his time goes on, he'll adjust and he'll learn to grow with the the traveling schedules and he'll learn all that routine the routines and stuff. But I think I mean that's the only concern I have with Carter Hart is 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 the way his I don't know if you've ever looked at his numbers from home splits to road splits, but it is quite the difference. I have not. I, I mean, I, I know I've I haven't specifically looked at it, but I know I've heard in you know in watching the games that 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 uh, stat brought up. But yeah, it's 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 an interesting uh, factor. I, you know, he is so young. You uh, you I kind of want to give him the benefit of doubt that you know playing in an opponent opponent crowd and you know just be getting in his head a little bit too much. And I really think you know with you know, the older he gets, the more he'll learn to kind of compose himself in an opposing building and, 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 and you know, lock that down as a, um, in, you know, so that his play is pretty equivalent to that of when he's playing at home. So I, but, but in short, I think it's an exciting time for flyer for the flyers. Finally. Um, I think it's, 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 re- you know, it, it, in comparing it with the Sixers, it's, it's a lot different because, the Flyers never went through that so-called tanking period, you know, like the Flyers are always, but, but they were in that, you know, state of limbo where they're really only either going to be the eighth seed, maybe seventh seed, or they're going to miss the playoffs by a little bit. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're always in the hunt. And I think it's, I think it's an interesting take and, and position, but I think finally, you know, with the Flyers pushing for the playoffs this year and, and looking beyond, uh, I think we're finally going to start, going up from that limbo area of the eighth seed in the playoffs. And I really think that these young guys, the young core of this team, you know, I, I have a lot of faith in it, you know, obviously starting with Carter Hart, but, but, but another, another contributor, uh, obviously this season having a breakout year is Travis connect me. Um, and kind of want to lead into, you know, just talking about the all-star game and obviously connect me was the fir- the uh, lone all-star for the Flyers this year. Um, he's having a heck of a, you have, you know, a first half, you know, as they call it, but, but obviously there's, you know, um, yeah. <laughs> 30, 30 games left in the season, but you know, the unofficial first half of the season. Um, but, but he had a great, 
start to the year and, and you know he's playing really well um you know you know it's exciting to see him get recognized at the all-star game uh and, and you know the all-star game is an interesting uh is it, it, interesting in hockey if they do the tournament and i don't know if you got to tune in for much of it you know it's a late start so I, for me on the East Coast, I know Andrew's in the Central Time here, but <laughs> but you know I'm also I also go to bed. Uh, I fall asleep a lot earlier than than Andrew does. But but yeah, you're uh, an early bird. I'm an early bird, but but you know, um, Connect me obviously uh, competing for the Metropolitan Division, uh, and they lost nine five in the semifinal to the Atlantic Division. Uh, but Connect me putting up three assists, uh, so it, it's fun to see him just you know in that All Star Game experience. Yeah, absolutely. And again, it's another it's another uh, nice young guy for the Flyers to to build around, and I think he mixes extremely well with the veterans on the team. And I think it just I think it shows his growth already. And like you said, that to be honored in the All Star Game is just a tremendous tremendous thing for him, uh, let alone the team and, and stuff. And hopefully, it just continues to improve uh, throughout throughout the year. And I mean, like I I didn't get to watch much of it because I was working, but. I love the idea of the All-Star game. I love the I love following it and I like the kind of display of it. It's a nice cool different kind of touch to things. But I think uh I mean after the break, he's he's already got an assist and he's got a point in two games so like he hasn't wasted any time getting back into into the thick of things and I I think uh going forward he's going to be a great young guy and hopefully they they're able to lock him up uh, for a long, long time period, kind of like they did with Giroux, and hopefully he's going to be a flyer for life. Yeah, no, I, I agree. You know, obviously he, you know, he signed that uh, pretty nice contract extension in the on the in September, I think. Um, yeah, six, for six years. So uh, at least he's on the team for a good a good little while here. Um, six years, three thirty three million, uh, which is funny to to look at compared to other sports. Uh, you know, I'm not saying that's not a lot of money because it's more money than I'll ever see, but but. But uh, six years for thirty-three million. I feel like that's uh, a lot. What what is a uh, Bryce Harper getting? Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah, he makes that in one year, right? <laughs> <What's> <laughs> <Or, laughs> I think it's yeah, but at least close to it. Yeah, but I, I think it's funny because you think hockey would be one of the sports that they'd make the most because of how much they get hit and stuff. They'd probably need the money more than anybody, fixing their teeth and all the injuries and. Yeah, it is. It is funny, but 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 uh. But, but yeah, no, it's good to see. It's good to see that he's at least locked up for the next six years because I, I really think that these these next five years are going to be some prime, um, yeah. competing years for the Flyers. I mean, because yeah, just think about. It. I mean, we just mentioned two guys, but the the goalie we're expecting to turn into a big time goalie is only twenty one. Travis Connect yep. is only twenty two, and yep. like it's there's that's clearly like obviously young guys. So you got a lot of youth, and you just got to mix them well with the uh, veterans and. I think they have a good mix there, but obviously with the new coach and stuff, it takes a little bit to you know adjust the new system. So they kind of got off to a slowish start. So they're probably not in the positioning they'd want to be at this point. But I'd expect next year. I mean, obviously not counting anything out this year, but I'm just saying next year you get off get off and firing a little better, and you can find yourself in a better position. So I'm I'm really excited for the future, and we'll see see how this year goes. And obviously they're fighting for a playoff spot, and you. Obviously, you want to get in, but you want also want to get in just to get – you need to get these guys that playoff experience because, I mean, everyone talks about the experience being huge come playoff time and the experience can carry you to the next level. So it's important to get these guys uh, their, their first year in the playoffs and see what they can do and then just keep moving forward. And, I mean, next year is going to be even more exciting than it is this year. 
No, I agree. I, I, I think you. That's a lot of great points. I think. I, I think just getting in this year and getting the experience would be huge for these young guys, and, and and they're so young. And I think that's what a lot of people struggle with understanding too. You know, uh, it's 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 they're so young, and and I think a lot of people you know look at G and um, you know Vorchak and say, oh, you know, these guys have been here for quite some time, you know, with nothing to show for it. And you know those are the older guys on the team, but but the the main players of this team they're they're young guys. You know, Konechny, Hart, Travis Sanheim. You know, these are the guys that you're building around. And I think moving forward with uh, there, there's there's just a lot of upside to this to this team. I like the new coach, like you were saying earlier, the system they're running. Clearly, um, they're more aggressive. They 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 come out ready to play. Uh, you know, a lot better. I think. Um, and you know, just leading, just 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 you can kind of just see it uh, from the composure of the team and, and what they give on a nightly basis, I think it's just uh, better than last year. Like I, they want to play for this, for this coach more, I think, you know, um, you know, just from an outsider looking in, but, but, but so let's, let's, let's talk about, you know, the, the past couple of games here, you know, obviously before the all-star break, uh, you know, before the 10 day all-star break, it was the longest break. I, I, Felt like it was it was a month without hockey. I don't know about you, but it, it was like bizarre. I felt like 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 the All Star Games a weekend, you know, and but they 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 took like ten days off. It was unbelievable. Yeah, it's something you don't see in sports. So like usually it's just I mean baseball. You get uh you get the home run derby, you get the actual game, and then you get a day off after that. So you get three or four days. Four days. Uh, I mean football, you get a week obviously just from. From the seat, I mean, just just the way you spread out games. Basketball, you only get two or three days. Yeah, it's definitely different, but it's basically it's basically an extended bye week for everybody, rather than yeah. rather than doing it each individual week like football does. So I, I think I'm sure the players love it and gives them time probably to hang out with their family. But yeah, for us fans, it's it's dreadful because it's like, all right, let's get back to action already. I know. Yeah, no, I heard a couple interviews with guys that that were saying that they they went home and and went back with with their families, you know. But it's like they they were also talking about that that you know they have to make sure to, to to skate and like you know stay stay on the stay on the ice somehow because that's ten days you know without <laughs> skating and practicing you know and it's that's hard uh, for them as a team. Yeah, yeah, you got to be careful with with that. I mean, you, like you said, it can be ten days can be a dangerous thing just because I mean when you're used to skating and practicing every day and you lose a few days like that, it's a it's amazing how fast you can get out of shape. So so let's let's game. Obviously, Flyers played the Penguins at home, and it was a fantastic game. Uh, three nothing. So going into the All Star break, you know, ex- we're excited, we're happy. Anytime you beat the Penguins, it's a great, it's it's great, and and you know, uh, a shutout to the Penguins is, is even better. Obviously, so coming off the All Star break, ironically. We play the Penguins again, which again, this season scheduling to me just seems weird. But whatever, you know, like you know, however they want to do it, fine. I feel like the Flyers have caught some bad breaks with traveling and whatnot throughout the year. Um, but this was just a weird instance of the Penguins before the All-Star break and now the Penguins after, of course, playing at, in Pittsburgh this time. However, and what a what a what a weird game it was. You know, Flyers took a one nothing lead, and then. Uh, you know, it was one of those cases where as soon as you, you felt like the Flyers are up, looking good, uh, they, they lose the lead, and the next thing you know, it's 3-1, to one, and you're like, oh, you know, this this game looks pretty much over. Uh, but, but the Flyers are able to tie it up. 
send it into overtime, you know, like then we go to overtime and you're like, you're like, wow, you know, can the Flyers pull this off? And then at, at what the overtime buzzer, you know, the overtime clock started and then ended, you know, like within like, it, it felt like, you know, the puck dropped and they shot it and, and it was, you know, and Sidney Crosby, of course, Sidney Crosby uh, finishes it off. for the no, yeah, what, what definitely a bizarre, bizarre game. And you know? like you said, you jump out fast and get the early lead, so it's, you're looking good, and you think you you got a good chance, and then all of a sudden, I mean, that's just that's the thing with the Penguins; they're so lethal. They got weapons from everywhere, and they, they they're so such an experienced group. I mean, they can they can score at will, and they clearly demonstrated that. And the, the game, yeah, like you said, the game was just odd. And I think the overtime was, I mean, that, that fast, obviously disappointing, and. It's something. Uh, it's something actually. The Flyers, I think, have improved on in the year is their overtime slash shootout games, which is obviously a good sign. But as far as that game goes, I mean, it's tough too. Like it's tough too to come out of the break against your rival like that because that's not. It's obviously after after the ten day break, it's you're gonna come out probably a little sluggish, a little rusty, just after ten days, and you, you'd probably rather get a different opponent there to start and kind of get that rival the second game. I, I think that kind of contributed to the game is kind of like that layover and then you kind of got to get the feel back into things. Yeah, I totally agree. You know, it, it it's, it's gotta be just draining for them to, to, to come out against the Penguins right away. Um, but I, you know, for the most part, I, I, you know, you can't complain with at least getting the, the all important point, <laughs> you know, I know it's a joke, but you know, it still has value. I, you know, I think, and you know, with these last 30 games left, I think every point counts literally, you know, and, and, the Flyers at least sending the game to overtime, you know, is is a good sign that they they're here to play. And then, of course, following that game, uh, you have the game last night uh, against against the Colorado Avalanche, where you know the Flyers come out on on a back to back, which you know w- take what you will out of that, but but off a back to back. They're able to to come out and, and win. Yeah, absolutely, and, and that's that's something that's really good to see. It's a good bounce back win. I know, I know. All in all, the the travel isn't that much because you're just going from Pittsburgh to Philly. But to to play back, not only back to back, but you still got to travel and traveling like that, and you come out firing like that, and you're able to put up six goals. It's just such an intriguing intriguing sign by this team. Like, because I mean, to bounce back after a tough loss to your rival, you have. You have a goalie in that isn't used to. I mean, he yeah, he's been obviously playing his whole life, but not used. To, he had a couple times last year when Hart got hurt, but he he hasn't played that much this season in the in the professional uh, league spotlight. And he comes in and plays pretty pretty well. Hands you a, a spot to win the game. And the offense takes care of the rest and puts up six goals. And, and I think that's the big thing I've seen from this team so far compared to like last year is that the offense is able to pick them up a lot more than they have been in the past. And I think that that's a good sign here. So, like, the goalies don't feel the pressure of – I think that does play effect when someone feels they need to save everything that comes at them. Like, I think that plays a factor in their head and it kind of mentally makes a mistake and kind of gives up a goal here and there. And I think that's something you you saw in that game was being able to score at will. You let the young guy who's been in the minors all year kind of get a feel for his game and doesn't feel like he has to be perfect because he knows he has the help there. I completely agree. I think that that this, when you know your offense is is able to score like that, you 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 can give up some goals, and it's not going to cost you the game. So I think in your head, you know, you can relax, you can loosen up. I totally agree with you on the play there. 
Um, and, and one of the standout stars from last night, you know, I think it's Joel Farabee. And, and he's one of those guys, you know, I, I forgot to mention earlier, but, but obviously one of those key young guys, you know, he's having a great year uh, and he's shown a lot you know, of promise. And, and I think, you know, I'm a big fan of, of Farabee. I don't know how you feel, but, but, but um, you know, he scores two goals last night and, and this guy's 19 years old. This is another guy on the team that, you know, I think when you look at him, you're watching him play and you're like, wow, these guys are, are, are good. You know, like, let's compete, you know, let's go. He's 19, 19 years old. He's, I mean, this guy was born in 2000. <laughs> like, 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 and he's, he's out there scoring two goals last night. So I think it's, it's just wild to, 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 to see these guys come up so young, you know, they're playing great. Um, they're giving it their all, you know, they're playing for not only a spot on the team, but they're just playing, you know, they're obviously playing for the playoffs and they want to push and, and get this. Um, and he's just another young guy. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't know how, team. I'd be pretty hard not to be a fan of him with how much success he's come up and had right away. And uh, I think like going off that point, I mean, I think that's been one, also one of the most surprising things I mentioned. We've had a, a couple of different injuries here, bounce back here and there, and they've had to go. Uh, pretty deep in their system and call up different guys left and right and every young guy pretty much that they've they've uh, called upon is like answer the call and like you said they're fighting for spots and they're taking that in into their head and I think that's elevating them to the next level and uh, I think that's really really helping them get going and I mean you, you just go through a bunch of guys and guys I like like I know you you're a fan of him just from talking off off the podcast and Travis Sanheim another young guy he's only been in the league for two years but another guy that's having a pretty good year and it's just like I feel like every guy you look at outside of you know the Jerome Voracek and is almost just a young guy and it's just exciting totally totally agree and and yeah Sanheim's another guy 23 years old um it, you know like like you're naming these players who are who have turned into you know what I believe to be the core of this team, and, and you know going to be the prime players of, of the team, the team's success moving forward. And they're all under twenty-five years old, you know. So, so it's it's exciting because they're so young, and they're already playing at what what I believe is playoff caliber hockey. You know, I really think this team's going to make it to the playoffs this year. And this is really like you know, they're I'll call it their first year of being a comp- uh, competing team, and I think they're. They have nothing but, you know, bright spots ahead. Uh, and, and I think there's just so much room uh, in the future for, for, for this team uh, success-wise. But, yeah, I totally agree with Sanheim. Uh, you know, like you said, I, I've been a fan of him since he was down in the Phantoms uh, and, and, you know, just watching him come up. And I think he just plays with, with a lot of heart. And, and, and he's a guy who, you know, I, get, I know it gets um, – repetitive saying grit especially with <laughs> now. But, but 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 you know he shows, he shows a lot of grit out there and and you know you, you know you know from from a guy like him and and, and you know some of these other guys that you're exactly I, and i'm not gonna sit here and say they're gonna go win win the cup or anything but i know they weren't as young but like it kind of just reminds you of like everyone's willing to step up and they're playing with each other rather than against each other and like it is Comparing it to like the the Eagles Super Bowl run is like they're all buying in to the new coach's game plan, and like th- that's something I can see like happening next year is like the second year with the guy they just all buy in. They're playing with each other. They they already have that next man up mentality as we've already mentioned. The, I mentioned a few times the injuries, and it just I think 
this is this without question this is definitely the most exciting hockey we've had in the city in probably since the Stanley Cup and I think that's just what has all the fans going back to what you mentioned earlier all the fans buying back into it and going to the games compared to last year and this it just they're in a good spot and honestly I hope they're willing to I know the cap spots a little tight but I hope they're willing to maybe add a piece or piece or two that can really push this team forward at the deadline to to take that next step and maybe make a playoff run. I agree. You know, you know, coming up at the deadline, I, I, it's you know, it's kind, it's almost a little similar to the Phillies situation. You know, where and even I guess the Eagles. You know, you know, we're, we're coming up to that deadline. You're you're looking at it like, you know, we're kind of on the bubble of of going to the playoffs and not going to the playoffs, especially with the Phillies. And, and you felt like if you could add that uh, another piece, um, maybe you can put yourself over, over that hump and, and get yourself into the playoffs. Now I know you and I uh, disagreed with the Phillies decision to not get another piece in the off in the, uh, at the trade deadline. Cause I think the two of us both agreed that uh, we thought that they could have, made it to the playoffs possibly with, with a, an, another pitcher or whatever. Um, so similar to that, I think, I think, you know, I don't think if the Flyers don't get something at the deadline here, I don't think that they're out by any means, but I think if they could get, uh, a, you know, a guy who, who can contribute to this team a lot, you know, I think we're going to, that'll push us over the edge and, and get us a definite spot. Yeah, in, I absolutely in, agree. In I think, uh, I think the Flyers, I, it is definitely very similar. I think the, Luckily for the Flyers, if they are not to do anything, I think they are in a better spot than the Phillies were because I think the depth from the majors to the minor, I think uh, Fletcher has done a great job as the GM in building that in building in the into the depth for this team, and with with uh, having to call upon different players, they've stepped up to the call rather than where the Phillies needed the help uh, and getting the help they needed from the minors that didn't work out. Because they weren't built as much for the depth, so I think, I think that's a tremendous, uh, tremendous thing for the Flyers is that they have that advantage. Where, where I mean, yeah, obviously you don't want to go in with a bunch of rookies, but but the way they've called upon is, as you already mentioned, you have confidence in them to get the job done in different spots. Yeah, so so just taking a look at the Flyers roster, you know, some some realistic things that I think could happen. You know, I don't, I personally, I would, I would like to. See, not, I would not like to see them move any of these young guys. You know, the Farabees, uh, oh, uh, that would that would create a lot of outrage. If he was moved, yeah, yeah, obviously, but you know what I mean. Like these young guys, uh, the, 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 these young guys. You know, I, I, I really just want to see them stay here, um, because I think they're a great core, and, and I don't want to see them move any of these guys. But, but you know, guys who you know, I, I honestly, I, I'd be willing to take a look at trade wise. You know, I don't know if you're gonna like hearing, hearing this, but you know, I think you can. I think we've seen enough from Ghost as far as you know where he can contribute on this team. I think you have guys on the team that can kind of play similar uh, hockey to him. So if he's gonna be a piece that you can trade to to, to acquire some someone better, it's just so you know someone who can help this team in, a, in another role. You know, he's a guy. Yeah, I'm a. a I was, I'm. Well, you know, I'm a big Ghost fan. Um, so I think, but not. I agree. It would be for the better for the team. I think uh, he he kind of ha- since his rookie year he hasn't gotten going as much as he used to, and then now he's he's got injured a couple times. And I, I think it's at the point where 
and with how well the the young defenders have called, how well the defenders have been called up and how well they've been playing, I think it's a move where if it benefits the team, it's the move to make. Um, I think you need you're gonna to get something, you have to give something up, and with how well the other guy, young guys, been playing, they've they definitely show more promise for a full time future. So I, I. Sadly, agree. Where if if a trade was to happen, I think he would definitely be a guy to be called upon. Because also, you make the argument with he's been out right now, and defense has played well. They stepped up in different points, and you might not want to call some of these young guys down. So you might even kind of make a move for him to get just a clear cap for for agency next year. At this point, no, exactly, and 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 you know. One guy who I think I hear people saying on Twitter to trade every year, and it frustrates me every year for numerous reasons, um, is obviously the team's captain, Claude Drew. I hear this. I don't know about you on Twitter, but I constantly see it's all over Twitter. Trade Drew. You know, blah, blah. besides the fact that he's got a no trade clause, you know, um, I, you can't move Drew. I think this team, you know, the team rallies around him. He's a captain, and, you know, he's not playing his best hockey right now, obviously. Uh, I think it's safe to say he's probably lost a step or two, you know, just from getting older. But I still think he's a contributing member of this team, you know, if not by just statistics or his play, his by his absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he's a weird. It's just, it's weird because he, I never understood it, but he never got he never ever got the respect he deserves because, I mean, yeah, you do got to call it as it is when it happens. But he he struggled in the postseason. Uh, for the most part, when they get there, and I think that's the issue fans have had with them. And people don't realize that <laughs> it's a team game. It's not. I mean, yeah, you might go quiet at some points, but you can't just put an entire postseason four losses all on Giroux, unless if he obviously does something dramatic, which he never has. And uh, I, I think it, it's weird. And that's just part of it being this fan base is is everyone who takes everything basically the next level and is critical of everything. And, I mean, it's 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 funny because it's, it's just like uh, Zach Ertz. I mean, Ertz, the amount of people that complain about Ertz from time to time, it's like, like, how can you not – like, how can you complain about top players like that? And and for all the people complaining about Drew last year when him traded, I'm pretty sure he finished top – at least top five in points. And I want to say top third. I'm just not positive on that that one. But he finishes the year last year top five in points, and it's like, what else do you want the guy to do? Be first. I I totally agree. You know, and and if, I think if you if you look at his total points, I think I saw a stat during the game the other night. His total points um, from 2010, I want to say he's in the top three, like up there with uh, Ovechkin and you know, Cross, like like he's up there with those guys' names, you know. So in terms of points. He's not a guy who's gonna, you know. And I, I think, sorry to cut you off. I think that's goals. the issue: is everyone um, expects him to be top of the goal, but instead, he's an <laughs> all-around player rather than just a goal scorer. No, I, I agree. I think that is, you know, it's it's just, you know, that that's the the obviously the, the more the more likable stat, I guess, is is seeing a, a high goal scorer, um, but. But you know, he, that's not who he is. It's not how his the way he plays the game, and 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 you know, you need a guy like him who who can get you the assists. Now he hasn't been doing as well this year, but I still think there's value in him as the captain, and that and that's you know, 
Uh, all I've got to say on the whole trade Giroux nonsense that I'll call it nonsense, you know, because you know, it's just too much for me. So sorry to disappoint anyone who thinks that he might get moved. But as I said before, there is well, a real quick, trade real quick. Anyway. Here's here's my thing is um, if if um if he's so bad as people say and people want him to like if and people want him to get moved so bad, well if they were to move him like. What, they're not gonna get anything better. Like, you know what I mean? They're, like what what are you gonna what are you gonna get that's gonna be more value not, I agree, not yeah. more valuable than that, but if he's so bad, why would why would a team want uh I'm not gonna sit here and call him uh I don't know how old he is off the top of my head, but like obviously he's been in the league for a while, so his his number his years are gonna be numbered compared to other guys. But if but why would another team want a guy that's coming to the end of his career? Like another so if you're gonna trade him to another playoff team to improve that playoff team like you're basically just hurting your own team. Yeah, no, I, I see. I get your point. And it's funny because he's 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 only thirty two, so it's like you know he's just coming out of you know his his uh, you know he's just starting his thirties, so he's he's not as old as I think people think he is. It's it's funny because obviously hockey players start their careers so young, but you know clearly he's on the decline and all that. But the guy's making like something around eight million a year, I think. Uh, so that's a that's a lot in terms of hockey <laughs> for a year, you know, per year. So that's not something you can just move easily anyway. So the yeah, I, I agree with you. It's 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 just nonsense, um, and I think it's just. You know, Negadelphian, like, got to pick someone to, to blame the team on and whatnot. Uh, but, 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 so let's take a look at, at, at the upcoming games for the Flyers this week, you know, taking a look at the, the week ahead. Um, you know, uh, tonight or Monday night, I guess, whenever, whenever you, you'll be listening to this podcast, um, uh, you know, Flyers taking on the Red Wings uh, in Detroit. Uh, Thursday, we got the Flyers taking on the Devils. Uh, in Philadelphia, uh, Saturday we have the Flyers playing the Capitals in Washington um, Saturday night. So, so some good hockey this week, of course. Uh, Capitals is always a, a one you want to circle um, for sure. Uh, you know, you know, and and kind of just going off of this week's games, kind of just looking at where the Flyers sit in, in standings. Uh, the Flyers, Flyers are in eighth place in the conference. Uh, so, as of right now, um, you know, we have hold of that very last playoff spot, I believe. Um, and then, of course, uh, sorry, the Flyers are in fifth place in the Metropolitan Division. Uh, but I think there's there's room to um, there's room to climb there in the, in the division still. And, and, I, and I think, you know, getting some of these big wins would be huge, you know, beating the Capitals. And I think that that's the exciting part of this year, too, is that we've seen the Flyers beat teams like the Capitals, you know, the Penguins. You know, they play with these big teams. And I think that's why this year's so exciting, because even though they'll lose, you know, they'll go on stretches where they lose a few, they'll beat, like, a big-name team, a big, you know, uh, team. And I think that is what makes it so exciting and, and makes a playoff push, you, you know, even more. Yeah, and no, you're, you're right. They do have the last playoff spot. Um they're they're actually they're tied for the first wild card spot with uh, the Blue Jackets, so it's tough because the division the, the Flyers right. division is good this year compared to pre like previous years. Usually, obviously, you have the top Penguins and Capitals, and then it kind of drops off from there. But this year, the whole division has just been tremendous, and it's made it difficult in that sense because obviously you're going to play more division games, so you really don't have many easy games if at all. And that's why 
I understand you're struggling on the road, but that's why you need to find a way to win uh, Monday night's game. You're facing a pretty bad Red Wings team. They're da- they've lost eight straight. you got to take advantage of the chances. Then you mentioned the Devils. You go back home, so I'd expect them to win that game at home. And then, then you get into a tough stretch where you play – you're playing four or five of those next games after the Devils game. You're playing four of your next five on the road, and that's that's where, with the struggles they've had, you got to find a way to scrap out some of those games. Just I mean, obviously, as we already mentioned, you're tied for the last playoff spot, so you're uh, you don't have much room to to give. And like you mentioned earlier, the down down these final thirty plus games, each point's going to mean mean a lot. So even if you just scrape out, find a way to send it to overtime. Get that one point, and it can go a long way. I mean, that's if you remember two years ago, that's what saved us when uh, the Flyers managed a ten-game losing streak. But as out of those ten games, they found a way to send. I think it was like six or seven of them to overtime, and they're still able to make the playoffs because you get six, even though you went on a ten-game losing streak, you still got six or seven points out of it. So that, that's the big thing on these road games is just find a way to scrap out overtime. Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I, yeah, no, definitely. I mean, it. I. You know, personally, I think it's a, a laughable concept. Still, you know, the overtime loss. Hey, absolutely, you're yeah, rewarded you for losing. So I don't <laughs> you know what I mean? Like so that much, but so I'm I'm with you, but it, yeah, it's there, it's, so take advantage of it. But no, so going off of the division, it, it's it you're you're absolutely right. So so looking at the standings, it's pretty remarkable. The Devils are the only team in the division with a losing record at eighteen, twenty four, and nine. Uh, the Rangers are the next ones above, and they're sitting at 25, 21, and 4. So it's pretty remarkable that, you know, we're sitting in that division. Like you said, it's just all good teams this year. Everyone's playing very good hockey. Um, but, yeah, yeah. so so Flyers hopefully looking to, to gain some points this week and, and, and move up a couple in the standings. Uh, what do you got on wins this week, Angie? So we got the Wings, we got the Devils, and the Capitals. Yeah, real so quick, before I say that, I just, say, I just want to let listeners know where we are in the standings. When we say we're tied for last spot at 63 points, they do have a two-point advantage over the Panthers, so that's one game. But the top three in the division uh, make it, and then you get the two wild cards. So, but you're only one point out of the third spot in the division, which gives you a, a home series to start. So you're only one point back there uh, behind the Islanders, and then you're six points behind the Penguins, which sounds like a lot, but if you think about it, it's only it's only three games. I mean, that's a lot to make. That's gonna be a lot to make up. But I don't think the second spot is fully out of contention yet. The Capitals are 12 points up, so I think they pretty much have that spot locked up. But to answer your question, uh, I'd say a win against the Red Wings, a win against the Devils, and then I think they'll lose at Washington. So I'll go one and two for the week. Or two and one. Two two and one for the week, I mean. One and two. Two and one. I actually had the same exact thing as you. I was thinking win win against the Wings, so – uh, win against the Devils, and, and I got them losing the Capitals game. Hope we're wrong, because that would be a great win in Washington. Um, but but we'll see. And as far as Carter Hart, I think the latest news on him was he, he might be coming back a week from now. Is that right? I don't know if you've heard anything different, but I think they said a minimum of seven games. Or no, was it seven uh, games? Seven days? I, I, honestly, I don't remember. I think it, um, it might have been seven games. Seven games, so not yeah, so more than a week, probably about two weeks then. Um, but you know, yeah, if they can, if they can stay in this eighth spot while he's out and then he comes back, I think that's when you really, really make a push to gain some spots in the heading into. Absolutely. At this point, you just got to take, I mean, 
you can't overlook anybody. You can't can't do anything like that. You just got to take it one game at a time. And like I said, like you got two. You should have two easy opponent opponents this week, but there's nothing. Nothing ever comes easy in professional sports. It seems like so you just you that that Red Wings game is just one you can't drop though. Definitely, definitely agree with you. Well, I think that's everything we had on the agenda today. Um, I don't know if you have any uh, final remarks or. I just go Flyers, get uh, a couple wins, and here. hopefully we uh, by by the next week's next uh, podcast we we've climbed a, a couple spots in the standings. Definitely agree with you. So going off of that, real quick before we before we head out, um, we are planning on doing this as a weekly podcast. Uh, we'll we'll be recording these on Sundays and pushing them out on Mondays. Uh, Monday mornings, uh, so uh, to have available to everyone. So uh, keep an eye out for that. And and, and we'll, we're, of course, on all platforms uh, where you can find your podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, uh, Google, you know, wherever you get your podcasts. And if you if, if, if you have the chance, you know, give us a like and uh, um, give, give us a review um, and subscribe. Uh, and going off of that, you can you can find more breakdown of, of Philadelphia sports uh, where we talk all Philadelphia sports on our Twitter account at Philly underscore sports now uh, at sports spelled S P R T S. Of course, there is no sports. Uh, Philly underscore S P R T S now, um, and uh, obviously our website uh, phillysportsnow.com. Uh, uh, and and just uh, going off of this, uh, thank you for listening to our very first episode of Philly Hockey Now. Look out for hopefully a Philly Basketball Now uh, podcast coming soon, and a Philly Baseball Now podcast coming soon as well. Uh, thanks for thank you for listening, and uh, go Flyers! Have a great week.